Hello, everyone, and welcome to what will be an abbreviated edition of WonderPod, uh, episode 192. Uh, after some frustrating technical difficulties on my part, I finally got that bloody MP3 Skype recorder working, and uh, we're here about an oh, well, about an hour and a half late uh, in our recording session. I, I had intentions of going to bed early, but screw it, I want to get this done. Uh, joining me on today's show uh, is will not be uh, Mr. Bruce McGee. He is uh, otherwise detained uh, in some fun activities. I'm sure he'll tell us all about it next week. Uh, so, but with us, uh, as always, is Glacinator. Muted. Great way to start off this. Uh, at, <laughs> at, least, at least he didn't cough into the mic. <laughs> <coughs> That apple I was going to eat on air. Oh, what? Oh, is now I'm gone. <laughs> Just eat the apple. Eat the apple the rest of the show. Uh, that's it's long gone. Constant chewing. Yeah, it makes for great radio. And so, uh, our other guest, a special guest this week, is Gun Sage. Also muted. Where's the mute button? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, man. So, <laughs> so we're uh, we're gonna we'll get to our topics in a little bit, but of course, uh, as we normally do, we'll start off with our what, what we've been playing. Um, so I guess uh, Gun Sage, you are uh, your returning guest, so you can go first. Oh. Um. If okay. You like, if you like. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh. You know, I, I really have not been playing that much. Um, I've mostly been doing the RPG Maker thing. I'm, I'm trying to get back into doing that. Mostly for prototyping. I, I want to get people interested in my ideas. And once I've got, you know, enough shit going on, and maybe some time to myself, Kickstarter, I don't know. Maybe, possibly, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> until then, though... I, uh, th there was an unfortunate incident. I never got re really got a chance to talk about this. Some asshole hacked my, uh, my PlayStation Network account and stole, uh, <laughs> like 60 bucks to purchase Battlefield 4 overseas. And, uh, the, the silver lining to this is they did refund the money, but on my PlayStation Network account. Uh, they they weren't willing to put it back in my bank, which is some bullshit. But uh, I, I did get a bunch of PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games for the uh, PlayStation Network as a result, because they credited it back onto my PlayStation Network wallet. Uh, so I've been playing Persona 2 quite a bit, which is a, a really nice uh, classic for the PlayStation 1. I, I, I was actually really surprised because... Going back to it now, having played a lot of the more modern uh, Shin Megami Tensei stuff, there's so much shit that I'm like, oh, I, I catch that reference now. It, I don't know. It, it, it was really it was really cool because it, it's like, especially if you're a huge Megaten or Persona fan or whatever, it's really fun to come back to that and then realize how much shit you totally did not catch just because you were not even familiar with the series at the time. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I also... I, I Well, I've had Disgaea 2 for the longest time, but I'm, I'm actually pushing forward, uh, just getting, getting as many, many felonies as possible, which uh, it's kind of funny. Since this is in the netherworld anyway, it uh, exponentially increases your stats anytime you get a felony. So... I constantly go into different subpoenas in the item worlds, beat the shit out of different dark courts in the whole nine yards, and uh, make my main character this ridiculous badass where all I have to do is just bring him in anytime things are looking bleak, and they just he starts killing things in one hit. And finally, I, I went and got Might and Magic 10, which uh, I, I really enjoyed Might and Magic from Might and Magic 3 for the Super Nintendo, and then I, I, I kind of left it alone for a long time. And this new one is just... It's, it's really, really super fun. 
I just, I, I literally, that was all I was playing for almost a week. Just because it, it's literally that fun. Um, <laughs> it, it's one of those games where if you really like dungeon crawlers in general, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, it might not be for everyone because it can be pretty hard, especially from the get-go, but it's definitely one of those games that it's worth picking up, especially if you're looking for something a little more challenging. And uh, I, I literally couldn't recommend it more. But yeah, that that's pretty much all I've been playing right now. Yeah, the uh, the, the uh, I'm not a big RPG guy normally, but I mean I hear so much talk about the Persona series and how beloved it is. Like, is it? I guess it's all like teenagers in school and stuff. Like that, that, I know that's Persona Four, I think. Is, is it? Does that go all the way back in the in the older games too? Um, pretty much all the Persona games follow about well similar uh, plots. Uh, 1, 3, and 4 involve being a teenager in a Japanese high school, and uh, crazy shit happens, demons enter the world. It's it's different how it happens in each one, but um, it's, it's kind of an offshoot of the main series, because the, most of the main series involves... I mean, it's, it's all dark, and it's all occult, but... Uh, like if you're if you're playing like Nocturne for the PlayStation Two, for example, the world gets fucked, like pretty much within the first like five minutes, <laughs> and you're just living in the post-apocalypse as a demon uh, hybrid because that's literally the only way you could survive. And then you recruit demons, and then they fight with you in the whole nine yards. Um, so it's, it's like, it, literally every single last one of the games is different, but it always involves demons. It always involves dark shit. Right. Um, but the, the Persona series especially is, is very highly recommended because while, again, they, they, they approach it a little bit differently, the, the fourth one, there's a TV world you go into where people are getting captured and thrown in there and you have to fight through their subconscious and their fears and their doubts that manifest in the whole nine yards. And then three, there's this weird like midnight hour between um, like effectively, you know, 1159 and, and midnight, but only certain people experience it and just all kinds of weird stuff. But it, it, every, every last one of them are, high quality. The The only one that's kind of lacking is the first Persona, but only because they were trying something new and different. And even then, there's so much stuff that you go back to it, and it's like, you just, you have so much choice that you can, you can choose certain people and not other people, and some people die based on your decisions and just all kinds of crazy shit that manifests. That's another reason why you literally cannot find that game anywhere, which is why I don't know why it's on, not on the PlayStation Network. You think it would be, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh well, that's cool. All right, Glace, what what have you been playing this week? Anything cool? Well, I really have no excuse for not saying that I've been playing a lot, because for the past three days I've had no school, because it has snowed about one inch here. Wait a minute, you you had like 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 a bunch of days off last week. Uh, I have about. been here in college in the dorm more often than I have been in class in terms of days. And it's already almost February. Wow. So right now I'm really happy, but in like a month when everything starts piling up now, it's I'm going to probably jump off a bridge. But you can't jump off bridges here because they're all closed off because there's no salt here to ice the roads. And so the Mississippi River Bridge was closed for like two days this week. Oh, so yeah. no, one, no one could cross it. To yeah, get to campus is a big deal. Yeah, you've had some unusually crappy weather going on down there, haven't you? Yeah, it's been really cold. So you think I've been playing a lot, but really haven't been playing that much. So I don't really have an excuse. Um, I did finally pop in a Batman uh, Arkham Origins uh, the other day. I played about maybe 45 minutes. Um, I've always liked exploring in those games more than doing the mission itself, so I find myself getting sidetracked a lot. Like, uh, What's really cool about this one compared to the uh, other Arkham games is that you actually get to go into the Batcave, 
after you do your first mission. It's sort of like your hub, you know, like in Assassin's Creed that you'd come back to uh, whatever that village is called, you know. So you, you come back there, you upgrade all your stuff if you want to do, you know, do that stuff, and then go out again to the city. So um, I was just walking around, and there's like a chalkboard in the Batcave where he's like, ask my roommate who is a... Uh, He's a chemical engineer, and like there's all these equations, and there's apparently actually real math about determining the velocity of a falling object and stuff. And uh, I don't know, it was really cool. There's a lot of detail in that game, which I really enjoy, but uh, I haven't really gotten into it enough to say whether or not it's, you know, a totally decent game to buy yet. But in terms of just like little details, definitely, it's pretty fun for that. You, um, you playing that on PS3? PS3? I don't have a PS3. I thought you. I thought, I thought your roommate had one or something. Yes, he has one, but I was playing on 360. Oh right, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I played a game of Awesome Knots before the show started. We lost because our third person kept quitting. So that's frustrating. I'm sure you all know that. Um, and really, more than so than video games, I've been playing more board games. I know I mentioned one uh, last week. Uh, did I mention King of Tokyo last week? At all? I don't think so. Okay, well, King of Tokyo, it's a really simple game, board game. Uh, I would, the best way to describe it is sort of like craps for nerds, if, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, basically, it comes with like a little board with a little circle that you, could, you can put your people onto, and your people are all monsters that are attacking Tokyo. So you have like a kraken, you have like a... You have, like, a King Kong character. You have an alien guy. You have, like, a, a Godzilla person. You have, like, this robot dragon thing. There's a cyber bunny, which is, like, a giant robot bunny. You know, all, like, a giant panda. All this, all these weird monster stuff. And uh, you have dice. And basically, you roll the dice, and you can either attack. If you get an attack dice, uh, you can get victory points, or you could get um, energy. And with the energy, you can buy cards that do damage or give you victory points or give you abilities. And the trick is is that when you go into Tokyo, you get points, but that means that everyone can attack you while you're in Tokyo. So it's basically a King of the Hill game where you can yield Tokyo and, or go in and get points and then come back out again. You basically switch spots with everyone else that's attacking you. You know, Whoever either gets the 20 victory points first or loses all their health, that's how you get out or you win. So it's a really simple game. You basically just roll the dice and re-roll it two other times until you get what you want. So, really, it's the same thing as craps, but there's cool monsters involved. So, really, that's all we've been doing in the room for the past week, is just playing nerd nerd craps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, board games are pretty fun. It's, it's not something that I got into a lot. You know, I had some friends who were playing, playing um, Bruce mentioned uh, Settlers last week, and uh, mm -hmm. played that a lot, and I got in on a few games, but, you know, like, there was that void in my life, and when I was in university, and and it was I I I was, you know, drinking beer and reading comics and hanging out more so than playing games of any sort, really. You know, there was there was the uh, what's that uh, Axes and Axes and Allies? Is that what that's that's a that's an old war game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was a big one for a while with the guys, and uh, I don't I don't know, <laughs> I just never got into it as much. But uh, that one sounds pretty. The craps for nerd sounds alright. So anyway, for the for for me, um, I have I've been playing uh, Lego Marvel some more with Peter. Uh, unlocked a few more characters. Got Carnage, who is the Red Venom, uh, with, with Peter. So it, you know, it, this getting more pieces, more characters, more side missions. Uh, kind of you know the grinding part of it, collecting lots of pieces to, to, to unlock more stuff. So. That's always that's a bit of fun, but otherwise uh, I was going to go back. I, I talked last week about playing uh, uh, Beyond Good and Evil and finishing that off. And I sat down one night this week and I, and just the thought of going back into that game was made me want to throw up. So not because it's a bad game, it's just it's a, I, I want it to be over kind of thing and move on to something new. So I said, screw it, I'm going to move on to something new. And I popped in the the new Tomb Raider. On 360, um, my my interest in it kind of peaked after the release of the definitive edition that's been out now. That just came out for PS4 and Xbox One. Of course, I don't I don't have those, but I'll play the one that I own. So 
I've, I've, I've played past the first chapter. I, I talked about it briefly one time before, and I, I, I just played not even the first chapter, really, because it was just the first level where you go into this woods and, you know, you're under, you know, a lot of stress and a lot of attacks and trying to, you know, trying to escape these, you know, collapsing caves and stuff. You know, it's all very exciting, and then you, and then you end up in a, in a place, these woods, where you're collecting stuff. You're, you're hunting and trying to find these uh, necklaces, I think, or that are hanging from the trees, and so it, 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 it goes from very, immer it went from, I felt at the time, it went from very immersive and very exciting to being a game. You know what I mean? Like, it, it felt like they were trying something different at first, and then they, they reverted back to old ways, but... The uh, the obsessive compulsive part of my personality uh, decided, yeah, I'm not going to focus on collecting all these things to 100% all the way through, or else I'm going to drive myself a bit crazy and and never finish the game. So I proceeded on from that first. Uh, I I, re I replayed that part. I, I did, and I I said, let's go, let's keep moving. And so I kept going on, and you know, the. the the story would progress. I'm finding more of the survivors because you've crashed on this island. Uh, you're you're at you're in the dragon. Is it the dragon triangle? Is that the Bermuda Triangle? But it's the dragon triangle. You're trying to find this lost civilization with your team, and you're you're Lara Croft, and you're you're a lot younger. You're still in school, or maybe just fresh out. So you're not, you you haven't been the adventurer that everyone knows Lara Croft to be, and so you're inexperienced and you're a bit, a bit naive and stuff. And so that's kind of refreshing and. And so when Lara is thrust into this island, having to try to survive, you know the various dangers and 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 the apparent crazy people who also live on the island, uh, you know she's trying to discover how to survive and how to, you know, make her way uh, to to safety. So there's there's always an impending threat of of some sort of doom or or danger. So whether it's wolves in the woods or again crazy people or just trying to you know climb up these mountains to get to the top so you can move on um, it, it's a pretty stressful game a little bit I guess for you know certainly for her because you kind of feel for her for being for being so you know innocent and until she's having to having to uh, defend herself and stuff because it, di it didn't take too long before I started shooting guys and and burning down things and and uh, you know but at least she feels bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not quite like uh, Uncharted, which I think it's a lot of comparisons to, where Nathan Drake just mows down everybody he sees, and was, you know, despite being cocky and nice and and, and hilarious, he's he's actually quite the mass murderer. <laughs> but at least Lara Croft feels bad for for shooting that guy in the kneecaps and then, you know, choking him out with her bow and arrow. And speaking of the bow and arrow, um, it's pretty um, it's pretty cool. Uh, th th you know, like. I've heard that that 2013 was the year of the bow and arrow in games, and so and this was one of them. And you know, there's lots of upgrades that you can do to your bow and arrow, your gun, your your, your various abilities as you go through. So there's there's a bit of an RPG element, I guess, um, where you get lot, where you get experience points for things that you're doing. So through the hunting and, and gathering and finding salvage, you can upgrade pretty well everything that you're doing. Um, but just to get back to the what I was saying about the uh, the collecting stuff, uh, a big relief that I found was you know you get to a certain point in the game and you're you know you come to these campfires is where you you don't really save there but you sit down and you know, it auto saves but there's also where you apply uh, your skill points and 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 your upgrades and um, you know at that point I've, I a couple a couple of campfires in it it revealed that I was able to fast travel around the island from campfire to campfire, uh, which kind of takes you out, maybe takes you out of the experience a little bit and having to walk across the island. But it's, uh, you know, it's nice to know that I can go back and find all that crap if I want to go back and find all that crap. Uh, the, for some reason though, the game kind of reminds me of Resident Evil 4 a bit, the way that you, you know, you kind of fo follow these, these pathways through a rainy, dark, uh, you know, I guess it's a, it's a jungle in this game. I think Resident Evil 4 was a bit more of a of a forest and 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 mansion and stuff. So we'll see where this where this goes. But you know, it's beautiful. The the so far the the gameplay is really well really good. Like the the gu the the gun and bow and arrow feel really good. The voice acting is is pretty good. Um, so you know, 
I'm enjoying it. I'll, I'm sure I'll stick with it. I may go back and try to do some Beyond Good and Evil, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I I just needed I needed a change and some and some uh, you know kick-ass graphics to 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 impress me. So yeah, I mean, and that's all I've been playing this week as well. So um, to move on to our 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 topic of the week that we're going to focus, I'd say the rest of the show on. Uh, it's more Nintendo talk. Like last week we went into quite a bit of discussion about Nintendo and their their woes and um, things that they can do to encompass mobile if they were to choose to go that way, which they've they've kind of reiterated they're not. Um, but yesterday they had uh, a big investor meeting and media Q and A uh, in in Japan and. You know, there was various live blogs uh, going on about it. Uh, people trying to translate what's going on and and what and, and sort of the you know what's what's Nintendo's strategy in the, in the in the in the short and long term to try to you know increase business in its various tiers. Um, you know, the DS has done pretty you know pretty good. I mean, I think it was the it was the top selling platform of of last year, uh, despite its it being less than their projected uh, sales numbers. But the Wii U, of course, terrible, terrible, terrible. So, so I guess what we'll rather than try to you know talk about stocks and what Nintendo's going to do, I figured, fellas, what we would do is kind of go through the highlights from you know the little tidbits that were, have come out of, that came out of that meeting and and the media Q and A, and you know maybe we'll just bounce them back and forth and 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 see what you think. Um, the uh, the 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 big part of what what they went on about was. Uh, the, uh, it's from a, a Wired magazine was where I got a lot of this uh, this recap from, and the quote was that Nintendo's big plan for the future isn't mobile games; it's boosting your quote quality of life. And and what this is is, you know, Nintendo being Nintendo, it, they're they're pretty vague about what they mean, kind of some high level buzzwords and 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 phrases that that, that they want to talk about, um, but. The the key word uh, to what this is is health. Uh, they say, and it's what it seems to be is a third platform that will be alongside the Wii U and the 3DS. And, and this is not necessarily just how do I how do they improve Wii U, but it says business overall. So there's some sort of a third platform that will run software uh, in the vein of Wii Fit and Brain Age, and and some self-help applications. Uh, that were you know that were pretty big for Nintendo uh, you know back in the day. I mean, Brain Age, uh, I would say, arguably was one of those couple of games that really uh, put the DS in, into the mainstream. Uh, you know, anybody from a from a kid to an old, older older person, an elderly person could play Brain Age. Um, but yeah, it's it's going. This third this third platform is going to go in that direction. So it's like self help and and, and health. Um, Apparently, it's some sort of non-wearable device, but he wouldn't give any more details on what that meant. So, non-wearable seems really weird to me. And, but the the key thing that, that they feel that, that this can be a success is that they feel that their strength as an entertainment company is to keep the consumers engaged and entertained when it comes to playing. And so, you know, they'll make health fun, and therefore people will be interested and keep playing. So, uh. You know, I, I, I I'll ask you first place. Uh, what do you, what do you think about Nintendo's Nintendo pushing into the uh, the health uh, side of things to help improve their business health? Almost almost seems like a way to almost in a way rebrand the Wii Fit genre of games that they put out. Um, maybe they're thinking that maybe they put them all in exclusive system or console or whatever it is that it will sell better for that age group, or not age group, but, you know, consumer group, uh, fitness people, whereas, you know, we, if you say, you know, we, you, you know, they, it's can be a fitness thing if you get the balance board and all this stuff, but then it's also a gaming thing, and people can get confused if they don't know what exactly it is, and obviously people are already confused what it is, as is apparent by how much they're selling it, so I think they're trying to do this just to, like, separate the gaming games from the fitness games, and in that I think in that way they have, think they'll they think they'll sell more, mm-hmm. just because it'll clarify it better. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it's an interesting choice of direction. I, I it doesn't mean that you know, just to be clear, they're not abandoning Wii U and, and 3DS. Uh, I have a few more tidbits about that, uh, what their immediate plans are for those. But uh, but Gunsage, what do you think? Will health will a health product make them money? Like, is is it something that's that's financially viable in, in today's uh, market? Well, <clears throat> way back in the year 2000, I loved doing stuff like DDR. And uh, now back then, I was 18. So I kind of look at it from the angle of there's always going to be a group of people, sometimes a large group, sometimes not so much, that they want to play games, and if it's physically physically challenging as well, then it's going to be even more appealing. Um... That's the way it was for DDR for the longest time, and then Guitar Hero and Karaoke of Revolution and all this different stuff. And initially, Wii Fit was something that I really latched onto and really enjoyed. But that... The problem with Wii Fit is it only lasted for a few months. You know, it, it, the, the appeal to it only lasted a few months. And I know there's some people that probably really took it and ran with it, but... By that point, it just it it wasn't interesting to me anymore. It wasn't exciting to me anymore, and you know I, I still have my balance board down here. And I realize we're not specifically talking about that, but they're talking about something that now is becoming a little more refined. But there were ways to even kind of fool we fit so. You know, I'm looking at that, I'm looking at Dance Central, different, you know, quote, games that are supposed to help you get fit. And the problem is there's always going to be some way to trick it. There's always going to be some way to fake it or not quite do what it wants you to do. So I applaud them for trying. I, I think it's, it's, it's a good step. The problem is, is that I don't really see what's wrong with what they've been doing. You know, Nintendo has been making games. And if they if they stray too far from that, I'm worried that they'll spend too much time and too much money on focusing on something that really is more of a fad than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I too played Wii Fit uh, back in the day on the original Wii, and, and, we, and, you know, we played it quite a bit, and... That game has, and, and, and it's it's impossible not to draw the direct comparison to to that because it, within We Fit, uh, there there are mini games and there are different activities to kind of trick you into doing these these you know yoga poses and and different movements just by virtue of of you know the um, the the downhill skiing or moving a raft back and forth you know those kinds of things you're you're replicating what you're doing in the formal exercises but in a in a fun way uh, you know, I think it, what what you said is very true about fitness you know how many people come into you know January first they ha- they have a new, a new year's resolution to go to the gym and it lasts until March and then suddenly they're not going to the gym as often like I, I I'm I, I'm like you. I, I do applaud them for for uh, you know trying something new, uh, you know, and and I, I do think they have to go all in with it and not you know dick around and and bring out something that's a little, that's half-assed. Um, like they had they had Wii Fit and then they had Wii Fit Plus, which and Plus only had a couple of more mini games, but it was still you know regular price I think. And now Wii Fit U, I I, I played the. Um, it's, it's it's a little more in line with in, in in going all in in that it has, um, you know, you can set up programs, you can you can have routines. It monitors a lot more than just your just your weight. It has that little meter that you can carry around, like a pedometer, and measures what you you know what you're doing all day. There's graphs. Like you can you can really track yourself a lot more. It's you know I mean I I can't say I put enough time into it to to really give you a, a big uh, review of it, but of the of the reviews I have read is you know it's nice and more features but it's not fully featured it's not something that you would want to be integral to your day-to-day life um but you know it, so i think with this with this approach they you know they they have to they would have to be pretty aggressive 
in getting people to stick with it. You know, un un unless maybe from a money point, they're just happy that if people just buy something, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, and then again, I'm not sure how this non-wearable approach, like if it's not something you put on you or not something you hold or ca or carry, if that's what that means, you know, what is it? Is it is, are we going to see some kind of a camera, you know, Kinect style or something on, on, on the Wii U? I don't know. I mean, we talked about um, last week, you know, putting money into 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 new peripherals. You know, I wonder if this is a, a hint of that um, going forward, you know? So, uh, so other than this, you know, the big health kick that they went on uh, on about uh, for their for their for their uh, to, to help their financial health. Um, overall, like you know, there weren't really any big uh, strategy shifts. Otherwise, you know, it's n no Nintendo games on smartphones. You know, there's you know Mario Kart 8 is coming out in May. They confirmed Smash Brothers, uh, Smash Brothers Bayonetta 2, and the Xenoblade sequel, um, Project X or whatever it's called, is are all, are all still coming out in 2014. So, you know, there will be games to play on on Wii U and and you know, especially with Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, uh, very high profile, uh, historically system selling games. So, you know, th that's pretty good. Um, they, they talked to the. Are, are you guys? I, I know I mentioned that earlier. There was a bit of buzz between the two of you about uh, Smash Brothers. Is that something that might draw you in? It, uh, Assuming that the games are are top notch, uh, Glace, you well, first, if you want. Well, I have a 3DS, so I'll definitely be getting Smash Bros on 3DS, just because why the heck not? Um, but in terms of buying it for the Wii U, I think there is definitely going to be a lot of people that will buy. This is some specifically for Smash Brothers, which is the case for Wii, which is the case for GameCube, which is the case until the end of time, as long as that franchise remains as good as it is. So, I can't really say whether or not it will make me buy it right now, because I still need to play it. Of course, need to play it, of course, and I need to, I need to see my impressions of the 3DS version. Because mm -hmm. if the 3DS version is everything that I need, then I won't really see a need to get it, besides playing multiplayer with my brothers or something. But yeah, There will definitely be a lot more we use in people's houses when that game comes out. I can guarantee it. Mm -hmm. And how, about, how would you go and say, any, any of those titles pique your interest? Well, I still own um, a Wii and the systems before. I, I, I haven't bothered with the Wii U or the 3DS, mostly because it, it, it is a financial angle, but it's also... Uh, I'm actually getting ready to get rid of all my portable stuff because I don't really have anywhere to play it. When when I was actively working security, uh, yeah, I, I I played my portable systems quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> but any any more these days, um, and it's not just because I got a janky DS where the the sound goes out constantly. It's it's also the fact that I just I don't really play portable games anymore. Um, I, I'm interested in a Wii U, but I don't know much about it. I don't even know exactly which games I would go to first. And that's another reason why I really haven't bothered even looking into the PS4 or the Xbox One, because I know a couple of games are out for them, but nothing that, that it's like, oh my god, I really have to have that. But that said, you know, Nintendo always has the same old titles, and it's like, well, this is the new version. And I'm like, oh, okay, you got me. Like, you know, the, the new Super Mario Brothers, or, yeah, new Super Mario Brothers, uh, you know, Smash Brothers, I'm sure there'll probably be a Metroid Prime at some point, or, you know, something. And, and that's the bottom line. I mean, that's the reason to get a Nintendo console. And the funny part is, I can't say the same thing for Xbox or PlayStation. Um, I mean, it, I I don't even know, because of how the studio's gone, if there will be another Halo. I don't know if um, there will be any other, you know, system-loyal stuff, but Nintendo will have Sonic, probably not a good Sonic game, but still Sonic, and Mario, and Metroid, and all that, so... 
at some point, I'm going to have to bite it and just get the Nintendo consoles because I know that I'm going to want to play those. So, while I really can't say much about it, I mean, that alone would sell the system to me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, the... the, uh, the to get back to what Glace was talking about, the, with the 3D, 3DS and the, the Wii U versions of Smash Brothers, uh, Iwata did talk about uh, they want more integration... Uh, and more, uh, you know, synchronicity between the 3DS and Wii U. Uh, so they're in more in line, uh, as he as he put it, like brothers. And because right now, like, there's not a lot of connectivity between the two. You know, like Sony uh, have that have their strategy of, you know, the cross play, the cross buys between uh, the Vita and the PS4. There, you know, there seems to be a real big push. Uh, you know, that the, the Vita is very much a uh, you know, a I don't know about I don't know if I use the word critical, but a, a, a very great supplementary device to go with your PS4. You know, you can use it as a controller. You can you can do a lot of stuff with it uh, together. So, uh, do you think being having more connectivity between between the 3DS and Wii U would be appealing to people? Like, I, I, the Smash Brothers might be a bad example because they're two different, they're unique versions apparently, and Maybe that'll change between now and release uh, with with this kind of strategy. But is, is cross play and cross buy uh, kind of things that would draw more people into Nintendo? Uh, Sage? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kind of blanked out there. I I expected you to talk to Glazinator first. <laughs> no, I was switching back. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I went to him twice already first. Anyway, um, now the question was, Iwata uh, th- wants to, to bring 3DS and Wii U closer together, more integration between the two, so they're like brothers. And, 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 and you know, they didn't really go into what that meant, but I, I took it as more like a, a cross-play, cross-buy kind of thing that, that Sony is pushing a lot more with the Vita and the PS4. Uh, and I was wondering, do you think that that is something that would draw people in to, to have uh, suppl- uh, you know, comp- uh, not supplementary, maybe complementary systems in their home? Well, one thing I've been saying for the longest time, um, so the the new Shimigami Tensei 4, I wasn't sure what console that was going to come out for, and then it came out for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And... Again, the reason that's so frustrating is I don't have any reason to buy a, DS, a, a 3DS right now. There's a lot of games on it that I'd like to play, but, you know, it, it, there's really no particular reason why I must... Like, I, I can't justify it, you know? But, if they had something, and I'm going old school here, if they had something kind of like the Super Game Boy, for example, where... Either you had some way to, to hook it up to the console or upload from your 3DS or something like that and just play it on the TV. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's so many games that even if it was just like, look, um, it's the PlayStation Network, we got to charge you full price. But if you buy this as a digital download, you can download it to your PSP also. So uh, get Persona 2 here, like the, the Innocent Sin version or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that's on the PSP. I'd I'd love to play it on a TV. I just can't justify playing it on the PSP, especially because of the battery life. That that thing's fucking ridiculous. But I'd love I'd love to play it on the TV. That's that's the bottom line. I don't I don't really care. I, my 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 main thing is I'm lazy, so I don't like to go through and try to figure out all these janky ways to emulate shit. I like. Especially since my kids, I know, would love to play a lot of these other games that I've seen on the portables, and I'd love to get them involved in it, but they're only on the portables. I'd love to just have it on the TV. So, yeah, if they had something integrated like that, even if it was just you got to hook your you know your, your portable up to this and do all this crazy shit, but now you can play it on the TV, I, I'd be willing to do that just to play it on the TV. In fact, that, again would sell the console, the, the portable, well, the portable, not the console, I guess, but the portable to me because, again, it, it would be an extension. It would allow me more games that initially are exclusive to that one portable console that I don't 
really have a reason to have it be portable. Let's just have it play on the TV instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you, Glace? So, you know, there's 15, 15 million 3DSs out there, uh, and only two, I think, 2.6 million we use. Do you think integration, more more integration between the two might get a few DS owners to, to pony up and buy a Wii U? Um, I saw the opposite problem in Gunsage here. Um, there's not really much on the Wii U that I want to play. So being able to interconnect with it, it's okay, I can connect, and then I can do what? You know, it's it'd be nice to have that, but, I mean, if there's nothing else, if I, I connect to the Wii U and, okay, my 3DS is now on the Wii U menu, yeah. now I'm just going to sit here and... It's unfortunate that that, yeah. that that what what that means is 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 still so vague. But but like you know, like is there are there any things that you could think of that 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 would interest you in like using would using the 3DS as an extra gamepad type controller with a screen in the middle? You know, like is that a cool idea to you, or or being you know if you had uh, a virtual console that that tied to both machines rather than having to buy them separately. Yeah. Like that. oh. That's just so much peripherals needed for a game that I feel like the game itself would be diluted if you needed to do that much stuff, mm. you know, for it to work. And if it did work, I, I think it would just be a gimmick more than anything else, you know, because that's just so much stuff you have to have to make the game work that no one's going to buy it, so is, which is, is a problem. So is that the same argument against having a PS Vita and a PS4 at the same time? Sort of, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... You can play your PS4 games on the Vita, you know, or yeah. PS3 games, or whatever. That, that's, that's that's useful, you know, if you wanted yeah. to go somewhere. I can't play the Wii U games on the 3DS. No. Now, that, if, they, now if they did that, that might be interesting. Yeah, I'm not... Because you know, they have a portable Wii U, but... In, in an ideal world, that's, that, that sounds interesting to me, too, but I don't, I'm not sure how that... I mean, I don't, I don't think the 3DS uh, would have the graphical capability to, to do that. Some some Wii U games are, are awfully pretty. Uh, for for me, I, I I would I would I think that uh, you know more connectivity, being able to do different things would be fun. Using my 3DS uh, as a as a controller, you know, as, as an extra controller in so, in some way is kind of neat. Um, I would love not to have to be able to buy uh, the same v- uh, virtual console games for both devices. Like if 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 it was a mutual a mutual uh, thing like uh, uh, just to just to back up. There's another there's another uh, part of this uh, smartphone thing that they talked about in terms of the Nintendo network. And the Nintendo network uh, is your is your ID. You know they replaced friend codes and stuff with the Nintendo network ID, and and that's ne- now uh, across both. So like your balance for your eShop account is uh, is the same value for both shops. So. Um, even though you still have to buy the same game twice if you want punch out on both machines, but that being said, may, you know maybe this is maybe that's a step in, d- in the direction of of a sort of a, a unification of operating systems, so to speak. You know your your iPad has the same operating system as your iPhone. Like you know it's all the same to a certain extent, even though some of the software might be different. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like an interesting idea. Um, but back to the Wii U. Uh, <laughs> One of the things that Awada said is that Nintendo's top priority is to produce software that makes the the most and best use of the gamepad, and that and and start making more unique games that 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 can only be played by using it. And I'll start with this one, and uh, all I'm going to say is no shit Sherlock, because you know that's what I I, I have been. I've been proclaiming for uh, quite a while. It, it certainly seemed like uh, initially that they had some ideas. You know, certainly uh, Ubisoft with Rayman Legends had some great ideas for making that gamepad something that you can only do. Uh, th- of course, they then expanded it to include you know tablets and such as an input device. But I, you know, they, the whole point, one of the big problems with the Wii U in general was that. Um, People don't don't know what that what that gamepad can do. They don't know. They, they you know, they need to, they need to, to to have these games that are unique and say here, you know, the Wii was unique because they had this motion control. This is 
this is why you want this system and how it's different from everything else on the market. And if you can't put that in front of people's eyes and make them understand that, of course you're not going to sell. And so, you know, maybe it's a little bit late <laughs> but I, to be talking about it, but man, you know, I'm finally, you know, maybe someone's given somebody a kick in the butt to say, you know, there's more to that gamepad than just remote play. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Is that is it a bit is it a bit late for that, uh, or is it you know he, he, you know maybe, maybe we'll see something some real innovation with the gamepad? Are you place? Yeah, like he said, it was the most obvious thing ever. I mean, because that was their original intent, really only intent how they were going to sell the thing. I mean, because you have all this issue about graphical power, yada yada yada. Through the Xbox One can do this better, this can do this better. But the Wii U is the only system that has the gamepad. So you would think that that would be the most marketable thing, you know, for developers plus for the consumers, you know. This is our unique feature. We are promoting the heck out of this because this is the only system that can do it. So, I mean, it's the obvious thing that they should be doing and they should have been doing. Yeah, Gunsage, they're, uh, they're also talking about uh, with the gamepad has that... Uh What's it called? Uh, the near field communication device built into it, and that's kind of like, you know, you put your Skylanders kind of scenario where you have a little figurine that you put on top of the sensor, and it puts that character in the game. You know, they're, they're talking about the gamepad has that, and so they need to start using it. Uh, you know, it, 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 is is the is increasing the focus on the gamepad and, and and using its you know bells and whistles more. You know, is it too late or is it something that you know that's Finally, we're going to see something cool. Well, <clears throat> it's never too late to innovate. I do not mean to rhyme. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, that's a good one. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Anyway. Um, look, I haven't gotten a chance to even try the Wii U yet. Uh, but one thing that I've always wondered is... Um, and again, you you brought up an interesting point that I wasn't even aware of. You know, going ahead and putting like the Skylanders figurine on top of it and having it like you know digitally scanned. That's that's pretty impressive. I I wasn't even aware of that. Um, most most people most people aren't, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I just figured it was basically a miniature, well, their their version of an iPad, and then you had stuff on the side that you actually interacted with the game with and. You could watch the game on the pad as well, and that, that's it. I, I figured that's all they had. Now, obviously, the touchscreen, but I figured that was it. Um, my thought process, and again, I, I don't know how extensive this is or how the controller works or anything. One game that we kind of missed out on in the last generation, apparently um, there were four Fatal Frame games. And uh, I'm, I'm bringing this up for a point. Uh, the three of them did come out to America. Then the fourth one was supposed to be exclusive to the Wii, which I thought was a really good idea because you, you've got the whole, you know, the two, the two sticks. You you got, you know, a little more control as far as first person. You know, I, I started thinking, oh, man, like imagine Metroid Prime, but like a survival horror game. And that, that, that'd be really cool. And um, so then I started thinking, well, why couldn't they port it now, but update it for the Wii U, and have it where it's like you moved around normally with the controls, but then when you went to, to reach for the camera obscura, you actually pulled up your um, your control pad and, and, and uh, pointed it toward the TV like it was a camera, and then what happened was on the on the TV, it was still the normal screen, but on, on the actual like pad... It was like you were looking through the camera and able to see the ghosts and able to take the pictures like that. And that's, that's I mean, really, that's the only thing I can come up with so far. But, yes, I mean, there's, there's always different ways you can innovate. There's always different ways, especially if it's just touchpad-based. There's all kinds of fun little things you can do. And Nintendo, I mean, okay, the Virtual Boy, which was one of their weakest consoles... They still did a lot of cool stuff with that on certain games, and uh, I don't know. I, I look at it and I go, there, "There's, it's never too late. You can, you can still find different ways to go ahead and innovate." You know, 
prove the console's worth. I mean, again, you're still going to have people that are going to buy it anyway because you're going to have the Mario games. You know, you're not going to get that on other systems. You're going you're to have Metroid and Zelda and all this. And there's going to be knockoffs on other systems, but nothing quite as, as good. Not quite, you know? as, not quite as Nintendo, eh? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's that n- distinct Nintendo look and feel. Even if... Even when it's something like Skyward Sword, that it's like... It's still Zelda, but... Eh, you, you got part of what you want, and you got part of what you didn't, along with it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you, you can't really complain, because it's, it's still Zelda. It, you know, it, it's still what you wanted. It, whatever. So... It's still going to sell systems. It's still going to sell, even if it's just Zelda, uh, Ocarina of whatever, you know, <laughs> or something, you know, horse riding, or, you know, something. But it, it's still going to sell because it has the name. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can't really think of too many other ways they could innovate, but they. I, that was just something I came up, up up with off the top of my head. They could very easily still innovate with this console. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, the the game Nintendo Land alone. I mean, some of the things. I mean, that's it's granted it's a, basically a mini game compilation, but they really tease some neat ideas where um, what 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 they called a, uh, asynchronous gameplay was was a factor where the person holding the the the, the gamepad. Uh, for example, in a Luigi's Mansion kind of scenario, where uh, where the where the, where the gamepad holder was the ghost running around the mansion, and then the other players are Luigi are Luigi with a with a flashlight, and so all the other players holding Wii remotes are watching the television, but the person with the gamepad is 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 you know has their own map, their own view of this of the of the scene, right? Or there was a there was a Metroid shooting game where you were you know a third person shooter with with the the gamepad with the sorry the Wii and nunchuck. But then uh, the gamepad was com- was controlling um, S- uh, Samus's ship, the, you know, the, the, the f- and flying around and shooting stuff, or the Zelda one where the the gamepad was the bow and arrow, and you you point you you used the, the gamepad, you held it up like a viewfinder, and you know you shot your arrows through the gamepad and didn't look at the television at all, and the, the people with the with the, the people with the with the Wiimotes had swords, and they and they had like a split screen up on the television, so. You know, there's lots of different little ways to, to, to play games differently and interact differently. Um, I think one of the Penny Arcade guys had a great idea about uh, a, a Dungeons and Dragons game where the where the person with the gamepad would be the DM and set, and set things up and and, and, and throw it at, the, at, at throw it at the other players. You know, you know, it, it would just be a fantastic idea. I don't know why there, that isn't out because <laughs> it's it, it it kind of just the idea is right there. Like it's already it's. You know, so to me, it, it makes so much sense. So, ho- hopefully, Nintendo can can and can take that gamepad and really make it shine because they they've really failed so far. Or you know, Final Fantasy with a DM. Ah, that would never work. They're concentrating too much on Final Fantasy 13. Never mind. Okay. Uh, and. And so, and so, finally, uh, you know, we're, we're we're coming up on an, on an hour here, uh, and, and it's about how much I wanted to get into it, so I can get on to bed for for tomorrow. But uh, my the final point I wanted to uh, just bring up, uh, and whether this is any interest to anybody, uh, is the fact that they're going to bring DS Virtual Console titles to the Wii U. And so, you know, you used. Uh, I'm not sure if it would be. The gamepad is the lower screen of the DS, and and the upper screen is on the television. Or will they take the gamepad screen itself and kind of cut it in two, and you turn the gamepad sort of, you know, um, 90 degrees and play it that way? I'm not sure what they plan to do with that, but they're bringing the DS library to the Virtual Console. Now, that's not the whole library. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't imagine. I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they'll trickle things out, um, but as, as they normally do. But uh, any you know, I know. I know. Uh, Gunsage, you said you you know you haven't you know you haven't played a 3DS. You you have a DS, right? I've got the original DS. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Does the idea of having that library of games? Do you think that would be a, a 
any kind of a, a big appeal for people to have, have it on their Wii U? Well, like, uh, you mean the virtual console or the 3 or the DS? They're, they're putting the DS game library on the Wii U virtual console. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of games on there that I'd love to, to go ahead and get on the big screen. And any titles in particular that, that spring to mind? Lots. <laughs> well, well, give, me, give me your give me your top three. Um, Dragon Quest Nine definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd love to see him go ahead and tone up the graphics a little bit, so what it, it, you know it wouldn't be so jaggy. But uh, shit, even if they didn't, that that would be great on the big screen. It, it, the graphics were just a little bit less than Dragon Quest VIII, and there were a lot better concepts that borrowed from other previous Dragon Quest games like Jobs and things of that nature. Um, I would say Trauma Center, but realistically speaking, they, they went ahead and already ported that. They, they already had multiple Trauma Center games for the Wii and then Trauma Team and, and all that. Uh, I would I would imagine this would necessitate uh, touchscreen control. Like the the Wii versions of that game were all uh, motion sensor based and pointer based, right? This is you know would touch make that a game better? On a, you know, yeah. Do you think? It, it's hard to say. It it would be it would be relatively the same. Um, I'm I'm trying to think what else. Definitely the Phoenix Wright games. Yeah. But. I think some of those already got ported. Those yeah. are on iPhone now. Oh yeah. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I, I think there, I think there was one or two on the Wii Virtual Console as well. I Pretty think. sure. I think so. Yeah. Um. But especially the more um, the more rare titles, even even if they didn't use the controls, Reading Historia. I mean, holy shit! The last time I checked, before they were petitioning. For another distribution, it was like $120 for each one of those copies if, if somebody was selling the copy. And it's a good game, it's just, it's not the best game ever. It's just that it got so rare. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There's a lot of different games that it would be more fun if you could demo them, like uh, Phantom Trick. Or uh, different stuff like that. It's it you know a lot of different like theoretical games that they're That's on iPhone too. Phantom Trick, and you can oh, demo it. And it's episodic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't keep up with this anymore. Yeah, I mean the three the DS had a, had a massive library. Like there's so much potential there. Uh, oh, wait. the entire uh, entry and Odyssey uh, saga. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all good stuff. But Glace, does the idea of a, of a DS virtual console on Wii U appeal to you, or do you think that that would appeal to a lot of people? Um, not to me personally, because I already have a DS and 3DS, and all the games that I pretty much want to play for DS. Mm-hmm. So playing on the big screen isn't that necessarily appealing, because to me, the appealing part of the DS is that it's portable. <laughs> So, I mean, but think about it. You could, you could potentially play Pokemon on the big screen. I know a lot of people would freak out about that. My goodness. Mm-hmm. So, there's definitely potential there. Yeah. yeah the, uh, what, what I, the first thing that popped in my mind about having the DS library on, on Wii U is that it would, it would hopefully give some exposure to some of the games that kind of slipped under, slipped under the radar and didn't get what I thought were the sequels that they, that they deserved. Like, I had a lot of fun uh, driving back and forth to my old job playing uh, Kirby Canvas Curse uh, on, on DS and, and, uh, ah, yes. and, and uh, Elite Beat Agents. I mean, th- yep. those, those games were fantastic, and, and they really should have got sequels or, or you know, the, the, next, the, next, the next stage in their evolution or whatever. Um, I, I, I would hope that this might, might trigger some of that, uh, if, if anything. But like you say, I mean... One thing about the 3DS is that it plays, you know, it has it has emulate, you know, you can put emulation for uh, for DS games. You can plug in any DS cartridge and, and it'll work. Uh, but I mean, if you're able to download those games, you know, if you missed out on any titles as well, it might be a way to to, to experience them. There's so many out there, you know. Or 
the well, I don't guess they still are, but they there were a lot. Okay, uh, do you guys have any other thoughts about uh, Nintendo? I I I, I know we've we've we've, we've uh, it's two weeks in a row now that we've talked about them a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Gun Sage was on to to give us some fresh point of views as well. So, uh, any any final thoughts on on Nintendo's announcements and and uh, where it's going? Uh, Gun Sage. Um. Well. They tried, and back in the NES days with the power pad, that didn't go over well. And and then they they tried way later with the the Wii Fit, and uh, I learned that I can do over a hundred jackknifes, you know, as long as I have like thirty seconds in between each uh, each repetition, which means it's not very effective. <laughs> no, I suppose not. And the the yoga was quite nice until I tried to do the dancer move, which um, I've come to know as ah because that's all I was doing the whole time. Um, but they they could do fitness, much like McDonald's tries to promote fitness too. Um, and yeah. It could it it could work. I, I'm not saying it can't work. I, I'm just saying uh, it, it won't work. Mm -hmm. Cool. And Glace, any final thoughts on 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 all things Nintendo and and their outlook for uh, the coming future? Um, I'm 75 percent sure that once Smash Bros. come out, everyone will show about everything, as that usually tends to do. It's possible. <laughs> it's certainly possible. It's a that's a that's a hot jam. That's for sure. I'm telling you, if that doesn't work out, though, they're not. They're really gonna have to do something. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And for me, uh, you know, I, I I'm a Nintendo fanboy at heart. I've played them, all, played their games and systems my whole life. So, I hope they turn it around. So I'm a bit biased. Uh, I, so you know, I I I think the fitness thing. They better have a pretty good plan. They better ha and they better go all in and and really put a put a product out there that's that you know is actually effective and actually want makes people want to to use it cuz th there is a lot of fitness stuff out there from your zumba dance parties and your you know i mean even uh, xbox one has has some stuff built into it uh you know you can do fitness videos while while, while you you know just for free and uh so there's some competition out there so i i, I hope they have a they come up with a pretty good plan and it, as for the other stuff, I, I uh, you know, just, just put, uh, give me some games and give me some games that are fresh. And I, I hope the, you know, this is the kick in the pants to get things rolling. So that that's going to end the show. Uh, a little bit shorter than normal, but uh, I hope uh, you everyone out there has enjoyed it. Um, Bruce will be back next week, and we'll be back to our uh, regular uh, regular format, I suppose. So. Um, yeah, so WonderPod Online as is a website, wonderpodonline.com for all your WonderPodding needs, articles and stories, and so much more on their videos. Some of the guys have their YouTube channels, and they post videos of what they've been playing up on there. And there's also there's an email which I I am afraid I forget, but I will tell you the Twitter account. It's at Wonderpod Online. That, that's at Wonderpod Online. Um, my uh, if you want to follow me or uh, interact with me on Twitter, uh, I always enjoy uh, chatting with uh, with other like-minded individuals. So uh, I am at John Kehoe, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. Glenn uh, do you have a Twitter or, or anything anything like that that you want to plug? I don't have a Twitter. Um, I mean, you can find me on YouTube. I think it's just youtube.com slash gunsage. Uh, I've got my blog. That's gunsage.wordpress.com. Um, eh, that's about it. I mean, I'm available on Facebook and different stuff like that. And I do participate in the forums when I can. Mm -hmm. Yes, the forums. I need, I need to get back to yeah. the forums a bit more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make random appearances and post about ten messages at once, and then disappear. 
<laughs> like I, it's like I throw a smoke bomb down and, and run away, you know. Uh, and Glace, you know, your Twitter feed is not that, not that active as such as it is, I suppose. Do you have anything anything you want to plug, uh, given, <laughs> the given the opportunity here? Uh, is that my uh, YouTube? Like you said, uh, Glazinator, or is it CMDG Daniel? I'm not sure. So, I exist on the internet in some form or fashion. If you Google Glazinator, random cartoons of me pop up. So that's always amusing to look at. <laughs> I, don't how that ha- I don't know how that happened. I think it's because of this show, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good stuff. Cool. I, I do exist somewhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the vast emptiness of the internet. So uh, so I will say goodnight to you all, and um, take care, and, yeah, cheers. I'll be second tonight. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. So oh. I, I, did you want to say goodbye, or did I cut? I couldn't cut you off, did I? Bye. Oh, let's go. I, I don't know something. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing clever to say. Oh well. <laughs> goodbye. Is the is the way Glace always is it? Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.